Hello, I'm Lisa, and I'm here with my buddy James as we talk about the Battle of Ohio, part two, and a little bit about Hugh Jackson. Come on in, let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Well, it is Battle of Ohio, part two. Cincinnati week. How are you, sir? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Um, I'm excited about Battle of Ohio part deux. Right, right. Always, uh, always, never anything to overlook. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we, we're, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the game and uh, kind of talk about where we are, the division and whoo. This is a good game at the right time, I feel. Um, but before we talk about the game and before we get into, you know, the details around that, I would be remiss if I did not start off by talking about uh, someone who has been in the news just recently, uh, former Browns coach, Hugh Jackson, former Ooh. Cincinnati coach, Hugh Jackson. Um, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it, he kind of caught me by surprise because I just read a couple of quick highlights there on, you know, Twitter machine um, where he was saying that um, taking the Browns job was the worst decision he ever made. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, my. And, you know, I never heard that. Yeah. I was like, really? <clears throat> yeah. He, he was giving the interview. And he was basically talking about the dynamic between him and one of his best buds in his profession, uh, Marvin Lewis, um, who was oh. his head coach. Oh, Didn't know sorry. if you talking about him, Marvin or uh, uh, Mike Silver. Oh, but no, they were. He was toxic now. You tickle me. Um, no, he was talking about how you know, after um, his stint with the Raiders, Marvin basically you know reached out and gave him that opportunity to come into the Cincinnati Bengals team um, because he he recognized that you know he had a talent he could make a contribution, which is kind of rare. Um, you don't see that dynamic where you have two African-American coaches being able to do that, right? Yeah. Uh, two African-Americans, person of color, black man, yeah. all of the above. I think he did see that, hey, you know, that guy did rally the uh, Raiders, you know, during his interim coach status to an 8-8, eight and eight, was it 8-8 eight eight season where he's undefeated in the division and still did, was not able to make it to the playoffs? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. that was wild. Yeah. <laughs> but like you said, even though he was uh, successfully unsuccessful, um, Marvin said, hey, man, uh, come on down to Cincy and let's see what you can do. I'll take the defense, you take the offense, homie. Right, right. And, and they were successful. I think they were like 12 and 4. Um, I mean, successful, even, would you say, even with a mediocre quarterback or 
you know, like, remember we had that discussion about franchise quarterbacks. Right, right. Well, like, whether Dalton was a franchise quarterback or not, they got to the uh, postseason with Dalton. Right. Perfect example. <laughs> but, yeah, I, you know, it, it was everything was working in kind of his favor. And that literally, uh, you know, that created a lot of heat around him. He became one of those, the hot guys, the top choice, the hot coordinator for a, you know, another head coach position. Which then, unfortunately, I guess, if you're a Browns fan, (laughs) led to him coming to the Browns, where he did not fare so well. I was, I mean, you know, unfortunate is is one word we can use. Um, things did not fare so well. I will agree with you on that, totally. What was it? Uh, two, two and two and thirty-one. I you know what? That. I'm, I, I'm I bl- so tired of those numbers. Let's go straight to the. I'm just jump right on into it. Uh, was Hugh Jackson stonewalled in Cleveland? Stonewall. Okay, how about that? Say more. What do you mean by Stonewall? Okay, even though he was the head coach, did he have the full cooperation of the organization? Oh, who knows? That whole whole Michigas was a hot mess, right? Which, by the way, that was the other thing that he brought up today. Uh, He is is writing or has written a tell-all book about his coaching career and will cover his time in Cleveland. Um, I don't doubt that there was a lot of craziness that was going on at that point in time. Um, I think that uh, Jimmy and D finally got it that they need to just pay, write the checks and be quiet and stay out the way. Hire the right people, write the checks, stay out the way. So who knows what actually went down? Clearly, at one point, there was the um, the selling off of talent in order to get the number one uh, draft choice. I mean, I think we can all agree that we 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 um, how did how do you want to say it? we perfected the tank on the slide? Perfected the take on the fly. Is that on what the, you said? Yeah, on the on the slide. You know, on the download. It was kind of like, oh, wait, they're tanking. <laughs> they're headed for the number one overall pick. So, yeah. It dismantled the organization. I mean, made it hard for him to succeed. I, I in my not, opinion. I would not doubt that it was an uphill challenge. But, uh, yeah. At that point, you know, what what are you gonna do? I mean, he did, they did, you know, they did start to add some talent back in, but clearly it wasn't enough. You know, you got miles, you know, you started building those pieces around. But yeah, I um or it, the decision to start Baker or to keep Baker in. You know, do you think that would have been huge choice if he had the call, or was it more of an organizational choice to where Maybe the GM, John Dorsey, wanted him in there or possibly even ownership. 
Well, maybe maybe they didn't step all the way out of it. Uh, those are the things that I'm curious about because he did start Tyrod at the beginning. My my theory has always been that they had made an organizational decision or at least they all signed off on the fact that Tyrod was going to be the starting quarterback and Baker was not going to play. They did not give him any sniff of a starting position throughout all of training camp. And it was not until they were forced because of the injury to put him in that that became a possibility. But, and I don't know if that was them trying to mimic the, you know, Kansas city thing. I don't know. I don't know, you know, what, where that philosophy came from, but it was kind of like, we got the, we, we got Baker and his job is to just learn now. Did maybe they know that he needed to take some time to to work some things out and they didn't want to get him, you know, out there and get him, you know, toasted right off? I have no idea. But I, I think it clearly was like, nope, not gonna do it. Because it's just stubborn. It was just absolutely like, nope, not gonna do it, not not gonna put him in there. Where all his other, you know, peers during that draft were they was throwing him out there like, work it out. So, yeah. He also said a couple other things in the article um, or the interview. He was like, you know, he didn't think that the current staff was putting Baker in a position to win by having him play under center and not in the shotgun. Basically, he was saying that he is not a fit for Kevin's system. I I don't know if that helpful or not <laughs> well it's they asking right right uh, and then yeah they ask him the questions hey well like I said I don't know I didn't uh see that article but I did hear him do an interview uh earlier on the RBS show mm-hmm. and they were just asking his opinion and you know I hate to sound like a huge apologist like I said I'm not all for him nor am I all against him, but it just seemed like he was giving his honest opinion and he's being raked over the coals for it. But if he thought that Baker did better in the shotgun, sounds logical. He's a shorter guy. Gives him a chance to see everything from being far back as, as opposed to being under center. And you got those guys that are a foot taller than you right in front of you. Um, to a certain extent, it's found it logical. And then, like I said, and then people want to kind of play on the words and say, hey, he's not a fit for Kevin's system. I don't know if I totally agree with that because Kevin has plays from under center and he also has plays from shotgun. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Here's my thing, though. How often do you see coaches who no longer coach the team constantly having comments about the team they left. Like most people of them, ask questions. But they don't it's ask, up to him to answer. I know, but most of them don't. Like they don't write books about it. They don't like go He loves the them. spotlight. I know. <laughs> That's he's my more problem. of a That's... entertainer. You say even more of an entertainer than a coach. 
Well, I didn't. That's your words, <laughs> not mine. But yeah, I'm just like, dude. I, in, in the part, I, I just want him to be like, I, I, I feel like I just want to be like, 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 mm, just put my hand over your mouth, like, stop, just, just stop talking. Because remember when he did all those interviews, he did the car wash, I he did know. all them shows. Okay, and you talk about that too. I got you. Because I, got you. I, I, I let him have that initially, because I. I can see kind of like I just been fired. I might have a little fire in my belly about that, right? You know, it's still new, it's still fresh. It's just happened to me, right? But it's been a long time now. If they come to you, and I know I guess now he got a book to promote, so he gonna talk. But it's just like I just want to be like, hush, man. Because every time you talk about it. And you, and you go back to specifically talking about the Browns and not your other career or your time in, you know, you spent with the Raiders and all the things, the positive things you did there. The only thing people talk about is how raggedy your record was when you was in Cleveland. So it's kind of like if you de-emphasize Cleveland and talk about some of them other things, you probably would do better. Or just stop talking altogether. But that's just my two cents. <laughs> hey, I feel you. I've just come to it. To, I had to, like, I had those those harsh feelings too. And I said, wait a minute, what if I just recognize, accept this guy for what he is instead of what I want him to be? Uh, yeah. I guess. You know, he's a talker. He's yeah. definitely a talker. And whatever he had to rally those guys in LA. Was it L.A.? Were the Raiders in L.A.? Or Oakland? Oakland. To rally, you know, the Raiders and the rally the team. He's talking for some guys that already kind of got it together. Okay. Maybe not necessarily the best guy to rebuild a team. Right. You let know me, what I mean? Let me ask you Go this ahead. question. So you're an owner, and you, you, you see this guy out here just won't stop talking, write books about his past employers. Would you want to hire him? I mean, uh, is that be- depends because he does he is good for something, in my opinion. So if he fits my needs, then uh, I may. If he fits my needs, yeah. Right? Because I-, I think he's, in my opinion, I think he's a great offensive coordinator. Yeah, Maybe not a great head coach, but what what are your opinions on him as far as the uh, offensive coordinator? I just don't or see Or quarterbacks it. coach. Okay, so you don't like him as a coach at all. No. Because here's okay, the thing. So how do you say, why do you think the success in Cincinnati? In, in all of that, and this is why I say this, having watched all 32 of those games, do you honestly believe that in every single one of those games, he had so less talent, he couldn't figure out how to win just two or three more? I ain't even talk about a winning season. I'm talking about the whole year you went over. That's the problem I have. And some of those games, as we watched them, we knew they were winnable. They were in games. Some of those games they lost because he did dumb things. I'm just like, dude. Some of the plays that he called. Some of the plays he called, some of the decisions he made. It's like, mm. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like he was playing 
with a bunch of high school kids against a bunch of NFL players. They were all still professionals. In fact, many of them have gone on and they are playing quite well on other teams. So, who like Terod Taylor got his job taken over by another rookie? Well, that's because was he a victim of the NFL wheel? His lungs. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, again. Well, his lungs went down, but he's fine now. He got stabbed in the lungs by the doctor. But I'm just saying, that's part of the NFL wheel because they want the young guy in there, whether it's the right thing or not. Right. Well, that's where I got my future investment. I got to see what I got. I know what you are, but I got to see if I'm, I got to see where I'm going with this. Because if this ain't going to work, I got to get back on the cycle to get the next one. Um, But yeah, I get that. But I'm just saying, I I just, there's blame to go around on both sides. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah. But at any rate, let's talk about the future. Let's talk about the now. Let's talk about the current battle of Ohio. We have a trip, a roadie to the Natty. <laughs> we will be in okay. Cincinnati on Sunday, one o'clock kick. What say you? Do we win it? Yay or nay? Uh, I never overlook a Cincinnati game because for some odd reason, uh, it's always a 50-50 chance. Mm, okay. Uh, we don't, yeah, I don't think we handle Cincinnati the same way Pittsburgh handles us. Mm. Um, and, you know, until we're an organization that's ready to always bring it, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I will not. There's no way I can guarantee anything. I mean, it's not like and Joe Burrow. There's no slouch. So, so and uh, Baker is not a hundred percent healthy. Yeah. Did you see the report about him oh, clutching God. his side after he's throwing uh, simple passes to the sideline? Yeah, I'm. I'm not. The whole injury list is ridiculous. Uh, Landry out there with broken ribs, like for real. I'm like, oh man, we we lost one to appendectomy today, Hooper. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. We still don't have uh, Teller back on the line. I mean, there's some serious discrepancies on the offensive side of the ball going down here. Um, well, that's why it's good to still have Njoku, seeing how Hooper went down. True, true. Uh, Our first round draft pick. David gets the chance to shine. Um, I need David to do all the same stuff that Hooper did, though. Like, block. Like, don't drop the ball when it's passed to you. You know, just saying. Uh, I agree. It's just like, wow. Now, they did mention uh, what's the running back for Cincinnati? He was out. They're like, whew, that's a good thing. Nixon. Nixon. But yeah, but I'm still like, ooh, I that Cincinnati game, and I might go back and rewatch that a little bit. Um, yeah, we won, and it was kind of easy, but there was some, there was some moments where I was stressing. Uh, In the Cincinnati game, yeah, yeah, and we don't have that killer right guard who was making those killer blocks for that uh, killer running back that we have. No killer right, right guard, no killer running back. So we don't, we're not seeing them right. the same way we saw them. At the beginning uh, game two. 
Right. That's another reason not to uh, overlook this game. And Joe has learned a little more since the last time. And Joe's, they probably, the whole team is probably a little thirsty because this couple games that they've been really in, they probably should have won that they let slip away because, you know, young team, uneven talent, whatever. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see the game on Sunday. I am, um, I really hope, I would really hope that they have enough sense to honestly evaluate Baker and say if he cannot perform because of his injury that they set him out. Because, hey, you know what? You are only making it worse. You're not because they're gonna go out there. Yeah, you you might feel better after the game because you had a couple days off, but they are coming for him and his ribs and his chest or whatever it is that's that's sore. Every chance they get. That's right. I mean, they already know that. Hey, man, if you can always chip the quarterback a little bit, do it. Now they know he's ailing a little bit. Now they're going to be, they really going to be hungry to, to give him a little chip, maybe a little bit more, maybe even enough to get a penalty. You know, like we'll absorb that penalty because if we take QB number one out of the game, hey, man, we get we that much closer to a victory. Absolutely. But so back, though, to my question I asked, you said it's a 50-50 chance. You, can, you can't decide whether it's a well, win or no. You know what? Uh, if it was, um, if Baker was healthy and I knew he can go ahead and, and fling that ball around, I might say it's going to be another uh, blow uh, shootout, like like yeah. some of the great shootouts we've had with Cincinnati. But I'm not too sure it's going to be a shootout, at least not on our end. Mm. Uh, I don't. There may be a cornerback that's out. On Cincinnati secondary, I'm not too sure um, of Cincinnati's injury report. Mm, yeah, they had a few too, but um, yeah, I wasn't sure about. I'm not sure off the top of my head what what positions those were. Yeah, so I'm not too sure if uh, Baker's going to be able to push that ball down the field uh, accurately, and I really do have some doubts because of the state of our. Our QB number one, and then as far as Keenum, woof, I just have to rely on his veteranship because it's not like he's toting a rocket back there. Yeah, I, I think the line is really what is scaring me the most. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to say we're going to win it. It will not be a blowout. It will be shaky at times. But I'm, I, I think I'm just, I'm voting on the positive, I'm going down the positive road. And I'm going to say we're going we gonna to get on the bus headed north with the W. Me too, but because of our defense. I think okay. our defensive efforts will, because we're, it seems like we're more healthy on defense, and we can rely a little bit more on defense than offense since the uh, you know QB number one is is dealing with his issues. Okay, okay. You know, so come on, Miles. Come on, Sheldon. Come on, yeah. everybody. Bring it, cause we gonna need it. No doubt. We gonna need it. It's like you know, this is the game where you need 
uh, definitely a defensive score. You need multiple sacks. You need to just be causing um, lots of nightmares for that offensive line for Cincinnati. So That's right. And uh, that offensive line has, has been questionable. A little dodgy. So, like I said, I may not have full confidence in our offense, but I what for for whatever odd reason I have full confidence in our defense. You know, we've played, we've been without Delphi and Greedy the whole season. Uh I believe Harrison at, at safety will be back. Uh yep, um, I think so. Yeah, so uh, let me see. Ogan Joby, I think he will be active, correct? Ooh. He's not out nor questionable. Okay. I don't think. So that, that is helps. also, yeah, it helps a lot. Okay. So, yeah, I think it'll be defense. All right. Any any parting thoughts, comments about Hugh or Cincinnati? Uh, did, did we cover everything? I thought we did. Did I miss something? Not necessarily. Ooh, it just went so fast. I know. Time flies when you're having fun, right? <laughs> so much fun. This is always awesome. You know? Okay. Yeah. Well, if that's it, that's it. Ooh, that's a little sad. <laughs> we will definitely have more to talk about uh, Monday after the game. So, uh, yeah. Look for our comments. With that, all right. Hey, real quick, uh-huh. uh, any any thoughts on whether or not Baker plays better uh, from shotgun or under center, or you think it's just all football? I, you know what? I, I it depends on. To me, it still goes back to how good is the line holding. Yeah, if he's under center and the line is doing what it's doing. I mean, we saw some amazing blocking they were doing. Back when Chubb was there and the line was holding, and I mean, it, it nobody even thought about like, oh my gosh, he's under center. Like, oh my gosh, we saw some great plays where they was rolling him out. I mean, I it, it, it's all about execution. I don't think it's so much about him. It's about do all the parts execute? Does he do what he's supposed to do? do does the line do what they're supposed to do? And that gives you the total tum of whether or not it was positive or negative play. I mean, you could ha- you could be under center, or you could be in a shotgun. You could have the line do that thing, but if he can't read the defense and throw an interception, what do that mean? Mm. Right. So it's like okay, you you can't. To me, you just cannot say this one thing is the reason why he has had an uneven performance. It's a culmination of, of all kinds of things. The call is, is the right play call. Do the P, does everybody execute, right? If not, it, it just don't matter. <laughs> it just don't matter. Okay. Yep. That's called practice. <laughs> and uh, everybody knowing, you know, familiarity with doing what you're supposed to do when it's just second nature. And that's why a lot, I think a lot of these teams like 
Pittsburgh, like the Ravens that have been together for a bazillion years, which by the way, okay, let's, let me just throw this in here. Uh, Cause I asked you this question earlier today. Maybe it was a couple days ago. Uh, Baltimore is very active in the whole uh, free agency deal. They're bringing in Dez. They signed uh, who was the one defensive player they just signed? I'm like exactly. yeah, I, I really need them not to get any better. Right? Stop. Baltimore's going for it. Seems like they're saying, hey, all we need is a couple pieces of parts and we are good. They're in the position that we are not. They are tweaking. And they're going <laughs> <laughs> just like er, er. yeah we still right. got the parts laying on the floor and with the instructions trying to put it together because it's a brand new s- setup right we got half of it together it's like mm, okay then one piece snapped and broke we gotta go get a replacement we a little bit we in the building stages whether we want to admit it or not I mean there's a lot of shiny parts to it right but it ain't, we have yet to put it all together. They are literally right. taking established systems and teams and just rerunning it, right? Just like, yep, let's right. do it. Same thing with, you know, the Steelers. Same system, just tweaking it a little here, replacing a little talent there, maybe with a little younger wide receiver, a little better this, and just rolling with it. And hopefully, we will we will have the stability in our organization so that next year, that's what Kevin is doing. He trying to like, oh, okay, well, this is new. It's just like, mm, okay, that didn't work. Okay, we could tweak this. We could do this. I know what to expect from here. I know what to expect out of this player. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah, I do appreciate his... Uh straight down the middle demeanor, not too high, not too low, uh, you know, able to see where he went wrong. Like he said, there's some plays that I wouldn't want to call again. You know, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm still not, you know, even though we recognize a few things about it from last. Oh, and here's the one thing. Remember when we said, hey, you know, should Baker play with those, you know, with, with his, you know, hurt slash injury, but Man, if if Jarvis is out there with a broken rib, then Baker's like, well, shoot, man, I can't have Jarvis. Right. <laughs> such, you know, such the manly way of thinking. I can't be out toughed. <laughs> like, right. Uh, I'm the QB. I'm the leader. I mean, what are they? How am I going to lead these guys? If one of the guys I'm supposed to be leading is out there. Playing hurt, and I can't play hurt. Yeah, know? but that don't make not. Yeah, that, that that logic don't necessarily follow. But okay, I, yeah. No, I'm just saying, like if if uh, no, what, what do you mean that doesn't follow? Okay, so as as his testosterone kicks in, like what do you mean? Here's the thing: if if you please explain, okay. I guess is what I should say. If he is injured to the point that his performance is not 100%. Let's say he's operating at, let's say, 80%, 75%. Just as you, you mentioned last week, he's the most important posi- it's the most important position on the team. You can't have 
you only have one quarterback, and that quarterback needs to be at his highest um, from uh, ability. You got multiple receivers. Like, even though Jarvis is out there running, you can run Jarvis's decoy, even though he injured, and, and still gets a benefit of it, but he does not have to be in every single play. The quarterback is, is in every single play, and he can't, let me help he you can't out. be injured like that. Let me help you out. You let me help you out because if it was Aaron Rodgers, we have him out there. 85% of Aaron Rodgers is better than a whole bunch of other quarterbacks. True. Just like we said in the last podcast, 85% of Baker is not good enough to be out there. He is not at that level where he can go out there at 85% and still make it happen. So he needs to recognize that. You know what? I'm not as that's that's why I said. That Kevin needs to recognize and say, you know what, bro, we send you that. So take it out of him, his hands, so he can still be the leader and not look like he just soft and sitting out and Jarvis out there with an injury that's maybe more serious and more painful than him. But yeah, that's when an adult has to step in and moderate because it's like, dude, you ain't you ain't got it that sweet, and uh, we gotta not win. there yet, right? He's we not there, right? And like I said, everybody else, like I said, not every play, you know, involves that person. You got backups you can send in. And, you know, if you take if you take out a wide receiver and put in some other wide receivers, it's not like a major thing. You take out the quarterback and put in the backup quarterback. It's like, oh, wait, oh, okay. A lot of things now or a lot of people are affected by that change. So, I, I again, we'll see how this thing all works out. But, uh, I just hope maybe by by Sunday he will be he will be at ninety percent right, which mm-hmm. is is getting mm-hmm. closer. That's not no, that's no. He won't be anywhere close to ninety percent on I'm, Sunday. I'm trying to be hopeful. Ah, I'm gonna go ahead and keep it real for you. It's all good. <laughs> he will not be now. He's going to be inadequate, and that's and why I am relying on the defense. Yeah, and maybe they'll take him out because he'll be hurt, and they'll put in uh, Chase and again Case. But I keep calling him Chase. Hopefully, he knows what's up and he can execute. But yeah, we just go stay positive. Stay positive. Stay positive. Go D. Go Brown. Hey, that's woo-hoo. right. Woo 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 woo. <laughs> <laughs> all right then if there's nothing else I feel better okay got it all go Browns go go Browns